What's all this? We're actually putting together a payment. What kind of payment? For Peter, it's a good faith payment. Good faith? We're getting a proof of life. So who put this together? So that I must insist. Oh, hey, hey, don't, I'm terrified. Hey, 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 you can't come in here. I ask you not to come in. Now, these ladies, maybe they don't understand so good, but you, you understand, don't you? Oh, yeah, I get this, mate. You want to talk to these ladies, you come back later. Later. Like when the money's gone. There you go. I give that one to him, mate. Okay. All right. Okay. That's what I'm doing, mate. Okay? You know I do this for a living, mate. I do this all the time. Okay? This is my job. You know? And you know what? You never buy a proof of life. That's bullshit. That's you don't know what bullshit, you're talking mate. about. I don't know what I'm talking about. No. You never pay for a proof of life. You never pack money oh, in your client's up. house unless it's a fucking emergency. Shut and up. you know what else? You don't wave guns around people who are trying to help. Don't do that! Put your gun down. Put it down or I'll blow your head off. Now! There it is. Look, there it is. Levantate, idiota! Down. Do it! There you go, right? What are you gonna do now, asshole? Alice, ask him to leave. What? Thank them very much for their help and ask them to leave. Me? You are telling me? You're taking the case? Yes. Enough with this! Leave now! Mr. Fernandez. I'd like you to go. Cinnamon Nine. <laughs> the Cinnamon Nine Podcast. That's right. Travis, Mike, and Eric. We're live and uncensored doing our thing here. Today's movie that will be the main focus of our Does It Hold Up or Not segment is 2000's Proof of Life starring Russell Crowe and Meg Ryan. Is it really Meg Ryan? We'll find out later. It looks like her. I'm not so sure it, it was her, but we'll get into <laughs> that. Uh, well, we had a good time doing the last show. That was fun. We're on a roll here. This is three straight weeks, I believe, that we're all here together. We've had a second consecutive uh, afternoon show. We're here doing this at 1.30 p.m. on a Tuesday, thanks to Mother Nature, Travis. And what a gift it is. Well, Mother Nature and uh, whoever decides to call a snow day. So I'm, I'm here at home and loving it. My dogs are loving it, too. And oddly enough, Eric got the same damn thing. He's not that far away from us. He's only in Indiana. Griffith, Indiana. Live. Remember you used to have to get up at like four in the morning and watch like the ticker tape on the bottom of the screen hoping that Oof. Livingston County would pop up? So yeah, you get up now. at like six yep. AM. You get up at five thirty, you're like, Oh, I remember I'm so old that I actually remember turning on WWJ and just like turning mm-hmm. that AM radio on and be like, yeah. Oh, come on, say the school closing. No. Even no. TV yeah. was it was always it was always Lenaway County Lenaway County a big a lot of tornadoes a lot of closings yeah. always yeah. Lenaway and I'd be like Livingston's next no no they skip it it's pissed. true they yeah. do now uh, now it's like I got a text and two emails yep. at least I got a phone call to, I got text two emails and a phone call like an automated yeah. phone call. Yeah, so. to be off the grid again. I'm sorry, folks. But this is 7 <laughs> at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, we got an email from 
Adele Frank, but it's just some bullshit. So I'm afraid to click on it because it doesn't have a title and I don't see any words. So I don't want to click on it. I don't think it's a real person. You guys dare me to do it? No, save your computer. If they didn't put a subject in there, that's on Adele Frank. <laughs> All right, thanks, Adele Frank. <laughs> Email uh, us back, Adele, if you're if you're a real human. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a chance. Just put a title. Come on, that's really sketchy, bro or bra. Yeah, cinemaipod at gmail.com. Five star reviews, all that good stuff. We really appreciate that. Uh, we have talked also, by the way, that we might uh, get into our best of 2023 relatively soon, Travis, right? We're getting to award season, and this is the time yeah. where it's. I thought it was a little late, but then you kind of changed my mind yesterday in our text thread that, yes, there's still a lot of time to talk about the movies from last year because of all the awards and obviously culminating with the Oscars soon. Yeah, I, I need to like sit down and look at everything. I haven't decided what my best of the year is yet so if you wanted to do that now i'm not ready for it but they did announce today the oscar nominations oh they did they did yeah and uh not a lot of surprises except for it's been a long time since there was a movie listed that i had heard nothing about i've heard nothing about this movie uh um and the anatomy of a fall i've not heard anything about this film i've heard of everything else but this this one movie got a bunch of notice and i'm like okay but I'm going to have another uh, situation like last year with a late push. Somebody had a late party with the marketing push. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> with the, what was it? The Riseboro uh, movie. From Leslie. Or, yes, uh, to Leslie. To Leslie. Or, yeah, to Leslie. Maybe that's the case with this one. Eric, what are your thoughts on the Oscar noms? Trash, garbage, worst movie year of all time, Eric? <laughs> It's so weird. Not usually, I'm like counting the days until the nominations. I'm getting up. I'm all excited. Didn't even know they were happening. I didn't. Either. I didn't see any of these fucking either. movies. The only one I really want to see is the Zone of Interest, the new uh, Jonathan Glazer. All yeah. his movies are fucking awesome. I don't know why I'm not more excited than I am right now. And it's supposed to be his masterpiece. I just, I'm just so nonplussed this year when it comes to these new movies. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But you're, you were trashing on our uh, text thread. You're trashing uh, Barbie, look, a movie you haven't look, seen. Look. Screenplay by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. Like, I don't understand how you could be amazed that everyone could celebrate this movie with these kind of filmmakers and think like this doesn't belong on the best picture thing without having seen it yet. I'm tr- I'm, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to put this into words so I could get into this this. Uh, conversation with you and the only mm. way I could describe it is like like remember the 90s like yeah pretty woman huge hit we're not talking best picture here like remember like <laughs> the matrix huge hit we're not talking best picture here it's like yeah these are fun blockbusters that people love but these are not the most prestigious films of the year you need to see it. You're, you're. I'm sorry, but you're talking out of your ass. You need the to fucking see girl it. riding around a pink car. Give me fucking. This is not. Uh, this is blockbuster oh movie awards. This is not a good look. You need to see the movie before you judge it because you're, you're going to be real fucking chagrined when you actually watch it. And, and I'm not saying I don't think it's the best movie of the year. I don't think it's the best movie of, of the year. But if you are, if you think it's going to suck, you're going to be surprised. I assume suck. I haven't seen it either, and I'm waiting to see it because it finally showed up on Max or whatever, and I yeah, wanted to watch it with Leanne. So I haven't seen her in a minute. We're gonna. I'm hoping that maybe I could get it done this weekend. But from what I gather, Eric. I'm assuming this isn't like a kids' movie, Barbie. I, that's not what I'm getting for the people involved. Uh, is is that what you're thinking, or you just think it's like popcorn trash? I don't think it's like a made for kids, like like My Little Pony okay. the Mooney. I'm just like, <laughs> when 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 did these like big, glossy like fun blockbusters become best picture nominees? I just don't get this. Well, I'm when, assuming when they, this one's like uh, very heavy on like social satire. That's what I'm assuming. It is, okay. and also, to answer your question, when they expanded the category to 10 movies, that's when that started happening. Mm. I don't like Play it. Play in the dark night, dude. I don't like it. <laughs> yep, got dealt well, a bad hand, just like yeah, my stepdad, I think that's what you don't like about it, but remember, Oppenheimer was a big hit, too, and you've got no qualms about that. But that's being... by a big time, yeah, that's by a Nolan well, Greta, movie. Greta Gerwig is a hell of a not based on a director. fucking doll. She is. I, I'm not joining in on this argument, by the way. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not having Eric's. an argument because I'm talking to someone who, who's not, who doesn't even know what he's arguing. He hasn't seen the movie. I'll get back to talk you. To the, talk I'll to get the back movie. to you. Yeah, watch the movie and talk to me afterwards. TV there it is. Awards. Talk to the talk to the hand. Uh, <laughs> if I can say uh, I'm really excited to watch that and Oppenheimer, they're really high on my list. Uh, but also, like I told you yesterday, Travis, I'm really excited. I, I did a little perusing yesterday on YouTube, and I don't know how to explain this, but... There are so many movies made every year now, like more than ever. Everyone talks about peak TV and all these TV shows, 
but there's so many movies by reputable people that you've known from prior movies that are legit. Like uh, Adrian Brody movie, for example, it came out a couple years ago that he directed and produced himself, and I didn't see it. It looked really good in the trailer I saw yesterday. I'm like, I didn't even hear about this. And this was like 2022. There's all this like independent cinema that I think is, this is a new revelation for me anyways. It's kind of being swept under the rug because I don't know why. Maybe because there's just too much shit out there these days. But I, it's really interesting to me because I'm like, wow, I want to see that movie. Oh, I want to see that movie. Oh, Ian McShane movie. Oh, cool. Uh, J.K. Simmons movie. I want to see that. Weird. We stay plugged into like what's happening in the cinema, but you know the three of us do kind of. But even still, we miss stuff in part because, I mean, I don't watch previews. I don't go out of my way to like. I usually don't. Yeah, I'm with right. you. You know that. I think that's a big part of it. If we're, if we're deliberately avoiding previews, we're not getting it. And then beyond that, they seem to not really advertise that much for films anymore outside of previews. Seems to me. Or the big budget ones, yeah. So I, this is an interesting thing I'm going to continue to dive into because, as I mentioned yesterday in the text thread, I'm really excited for the new Alex Garland called Civil War. I did watch mm -hmm. that trailer. There are trailers I will watch. Like, if it's not like a huge, I know I'm going to go see it, I will watch the trailer to see if it'll sell me on it. But usually if I know I'm going to go see a movie and I can't wait and I don't want to know anything about it, I won't watch. So I I guess I'm kind of a waffler in that respect. <laughs> but, you know. I've been known to be a waffler before. All right, Travis, let's get into quarantine viewing picks. And see what's been passing through your retinas. Is that how eyeballs work? Sounds, sounds either painful or like some sort of reflection. Sounds yeah. personal. <laughs> it does sound very personal. Retina uh, secretions. Yeah, I've not watched much. I, I mean, after watching Echo a couple weeks ago, oh. I was in the mood to dig back into Daredevil. So I watched the first couple seasons of Daredevil again. And that they, they really fucked that up by having Defenders in the middle of it. Because in order to keep the story going, you have to, like, stop and watch the Defenders. So I'm watching Defenders now, which I'm not crazy about. But it's part of the whole Daredevil thing. <laughs> and then uh, I watched Killers of the Flower Moon, as promised. Oh! Okay. Oh! All right. <laughs> Underbite. Yep. Underbite. That's, that's as I said is. to you guys, starring... Leonardo DiCaprio as Matt Damon as uh, Ernest <laughs> Burkham or whatever his name is Burkhart. Burkhart. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm surprised that Leo was snubbed. Oh, I really thought okay. he was going to get an Academy Award nomination for this. I mean, he's the oh, oh, here he's getting he's pissed. Muted. It's not your fault, Travis. It is not your fault. This happens to Travis sometimes, and he hates. Yeah, it. it's yeah. I thought it was my cord. It's my microphone. I need to buy a new mic. They're not cheap. Uh, anyways, um. Yeah, I, I thought that it was one of the better performances of his career. Uh, I was surprised he wasn't that he didn't get the nom. I'm not surprised that, um, that Nero got the nomination. He hasn't won the Academy Awards since 1980, and I think this might be the one. We'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a third, uh, third Dang. Academy. Can I raise my hand? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, now you sound normal. Yeah, for a second you sounded like setting a change on your mics keep talking now sorry oh yeah i don't know maybe it's, oh no you're good know. you're back okay, okay. Uh, yeah I didn't, okay so I apologize. no no worries um <laughs> it's like the best performance i've seen from de niro <gasps> in a long time Didn't damn. I tell you? it's God it's damn it. I really really i mean i'm signing I up for apple plus right now <laughs> i'm like this guy needs to play truman he needs to play fucking truman I had no idea. I never would have guessed that he was, that he should play Harry Truman, but the dude should play Harry Truman. You make a great Truman after seeing him in this. That's a good and, call. And he's so it's it's different. It's a different role for him for him. And oh, uh, so that's refreshing. Damn. Again, Damn. like I think that we've set a bad precedent by making a lot of the best movies of the year the last few years from the biggest filmmakers, and we're supporting them by celebrating them and seeing the movies. Doesn't need to be three and a half hours long. Uh, this movie did not need to be three and a half hours why? long. I told it, you, and you know why. We can't say it because Eric still needs to see it, but I'm pretty so sure long. you would agree with me on why that is. You know, I'm watching the movie, and it's got Eldon Henson in it, who plays Foggy Nelson on Daredevil, mm -hmm. and he's just sitting at a table. He's like in the background <laughs> a couple times. I don't think the man has a line in the whole movie, and I'm thinking to myself, there's a bunch of shit they cut out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He needs like, an editor. Yeah, he needs an editor, and it could have been a long movie. A two-and-a-half-hour movie, I think, would have been fine. Jeez, um, man, what's it's, going on But here? it's so immersive. Like, it's one of the better, it's one of the better like, uh, period pieces I've seen in a while. Just <gasps> right? really That's what I said. feels like I'm living in 1925. Yes, what Mike said. Didn't they crush it, dude? They totally crushed that aspect of the yeah. film. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that it's getting celebration, but, man, it's just like, 
I'm so I'm yeah, it's just so fucking long, but it's absolutely worth checking out. I did I did a similar thing to you. I did not sit down and, and I'm, I would never want to watch that movie in theaters. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> see it in theaters. I took a three and a half hour movie, turned it into like a seven hour event mm. by breaking it up with a bunch of other things. But yeah, and that's it, all I watched. And it's not boring. It's not boring. No, no, it's not boring. It's a fucking Martin Scorsese movie, man. You know, I mean, like it's it's even in the slow moments, there's beauty and there's. Dude, also, I want to say I'm really glad that Robbie Robertson was nominated for best score for this movie because I'm watching the movie. I'm like, this score what? is incredible. Yes. Who's behind this? Are you serious? I forgot Robbie to Robertson, that. and no when I believe it was his way. last, yeah, I hope, I think it's probably the last thing he did. And it's oh, really, man. really good. Uh, just, I mean, you have to see it. Again, it's too fucking long, but accept that and you're, you're still in for a good movie. I guess yep. Marty just became uh, the most nominated director, living director. Uh, now after mm. this, he dethrones Spielberg with ten nominations. Uh, the great Marty Scorsese still keeping it real. Yeah, he hasn't lost anything. Fuck. Nope. It's a. The only thing I didn't like is what we'll discuss after Eric sees next. You know. Ah. All I'll say is we get it. We get it. So, uh, good job, I'm Travis. I'm glad you agreed on the stuff that I agreed with too, because I basically hit everything you said. I think that's basically how I felt. And I forgot to mention the score by Robbie Robertson, who. I think it's kind of a douchebag a little bit, but uh, it's a hell of a great job. He's a talented man. I'll never was, deny that. Was. So. He's dead. He was a talented man. He's dead now. So we'll speak in the past tense, even though there's He's a movie you now. can currently watch now. So. Yep. All right, Eric, you didn't watch Killers of the Flower Moon? Maybe you watched the first 20 minutes? <laughs> no, I watched that movie Paddington about that bear. It's cute. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's good. It, I like the. First, they're both good. I watched yeah. that and I'm like, man, this is really good. Now I know what they've been talking about. Thinking it was like Paddington Two, which is like, like Britain's favorite movie of all time. It's like they, they think it's like the best yeah. movie ever made. I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah, and then I like hit stop. I'm like, this is the first one, and the second one's even <laughs> better. Wow. I don't know. I got Paddington I, I, Fever. Killers of the Flower Moon's gonna have to wait. I want more of this bear. <laughs> Hey, I kids, gather around. Killers of the Flower Moon time. Yeah, you guys don't do that? <laughs> no. I wouldn't recommend that. This, that movie is not for children, although it is an excellent. Oh, you don't say As that. far as what, like, Travis will show that movie in a class someday, I bet. No, three and a half hours. I'm not sure. That <laughs> Over the course well, of no, the it'll be a whole that. week. It'll be like the week leading up to a Chris's break or something, where, like the last three days or a fuck all. Okay, yeah, like, we okay, watch Gettysburg. We go. We're going to watch. Yeah, we watched exactly. the two tapes of Gettysburg that one time. It's it Double taped. Double taped. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Daniels has a. Uh, who did he play? He didn't play Lee, did he? I don't remember. Played, was he in Andersonville? I'm getting all those mixed up now. Who cares? Anyways, yeah, no. Tom, world Tom, 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 Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom I think that Likes. was. Uh, what the fuck? What's yeah, that Tom, face. Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck. He used to be famous. <laughs> um, that's it. I mean, I shot my movie, so that's been taking yeah! a ton of my time. It's exciting. So I did sneak in Paddington. I shot that. Super happy. Dude. Looks fucking awesome. But that's, Dude. that's about it. Dude, great, you man. are... I am so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. You're going into what you love to do still, and you're making it happen, and you're getting better and better at it. Dude, I am just so proud of you, man. Keep it Thank up. You. It's Not that you do it for what I give a shit about it, but I just... I, it makes me feel good inside. Thank you, cool. Eric. That's it, though. Looking Paddington. forward to that release. You think that'll come out later this year, or is yeah, that too next, soon to probably say? Probably next month. I do it pretty fast. I edit it pretty fast. Oh, okay, great. All right. Look forward to that. Go to Eric's YouTube, too. Subscribe. There's nothing wrong with that. Do What's that. it called, Eric? You want to tell us? I know you're very uh, well, modest. I'll, I don't want to get into it. Go to my YouTube. You know, stay <laughs> tuned. I'll, I'll update as needed. <laughs> Self-promoting. <laughs> <laughs> He's the master. All right. Uh, as far as me, so I mentioned it last week that uh, I started to get a taste for Deadwood, so I blew yes. through all three seasons. <gasps> it sucks yeah. there's only three seasons, man. Yeah. I wish there was more. Well, there's the movie. Uh, and, I, of course, I, I watched the movie, too. I topped it I off. I haven't seen it. I saw the movie when it came out. That's what I had never seen Deadwood, the show, back in, like, oh. 2019 when the movie came out. So I'm like, I got to go watch this show then. So I watched the show. I loved it, of course. Yeah. Ian McShane, just a powerhouse, tower, towering powerhouse performance by a <laughs> incredible actor. A towerhouse? Tower Records? Tower, we were and, high Tower? Uh, <laughs> high Tower? That's right. Bubba Smith, number one draft pick, the Michigan State Spartans. He was on that undefeated team in 66. That's a little fun trivia there by Bubba Smith from Police Academy. But I, uh, I love that show. So damn good. I hate that it's... I wish there was another season. I wish... I, I guess that's a good thing to say about Deadwood is that it leaves you wanting more. Like, man, mm -hmm. I, I love that they intertwine historical figures, a real place with some real events, others. It's not uh, actual, like, retelling. It's just an authentic 
kind of examination. Because, like, you know, while Bill Hickok was a real guy, he really, you know, things did happen to him there. Spoiler alert, because the show's like 18 years old, but mm-hmm. I'm not really sure I'm required to be adherent to that anymore. But man, that one's great. It's so good. That movie is just a little like, hey, let's see everybody for one last time. It's not anything special, but it's just nice to check in. So uh, I'll definitely go back and watch Deadwood again and again and again. And other thing I noticed, too, by the way, is that in the movie that came out in 2019, uh, Jeffrey Jones is in it. <laughs> I was going to say. Is that like the first thing he's been yeah. he oh, was Because wow. he was such an integral part of the show. Yeah, that, like, Jeffrey Jones. He was there. He's in more than one scene in that movie. He's not a prominent figure, but he's there. You're like, oh my god, that's that guy who did some dumb shit. That's not cool at all. So. Well, the show is p- peopled with that guy, not the ones that are you know pedophiles, but the ones you know Ooh, the right. ones that uh, like Gerald McRaney's performance in that is incredible. You know, is it major dad? He's dad? unreal on that show. And Derek uh, uh, Garrett Dillahunt is incredible in the two performances he does. Yeah, on that double show. dip. I don't know how I feel about that still, but okay. I'll Bradley Garrett is amazing in it i mean like i gotta see that i haven't seen that either i still haven't gotten around to it definitely worth it yeah (laughs) well uh and then so that got me thinking about um another what was i I wrote it down here uh by the way we never mentioned this i just want to throw out there one of the greats that we all three of us love here, Tom Wilkinson died uh, recently. Oh, yeah, we should. And I, just, I wanted to mention it real quick. I wrote it down just because he was such a incredible actor and so many. He was a he was in the next part, which I'm going to mention. I watched John Adams again. No way, Ben Frank. Yeah, he played Ben Franklin. That yeah. was one of the underrated roles that I don't think was mentioned after he passed. He was great in that. So good. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was great in everything, though. He was just one of those guys. He mm-hmm. was a towering powerhouse. <laughs> There he was a powering tower. Dude, I'm so glad. When we did Michael Clayton, we spent like 20 minutes just heaving praise on the man. So I'm really happy we got through that. Maybe one of the best performances on the show. So good. Honestly. Really? And I think, I mean, like if I was naming, if I had like come up with a list of the best performances I've seen on film, that would be on the <gasps> list. Wow. That's, I, I'm not going to argue. That's beautiful. Yeah, he's incredible in it. Here's to you, Mr. Wilkinson. Uh, I... Totally forgot, Travis. I mean, John Adams. I watched the shit out of that so much. And for some reason, <laughs> it's strange how uh, where we're at now. You know, we're all three of us are 43. It's 2024. And uh, the sector of what I'm starting to forget now and like what is historical now isn't catching up with where I am in my life. Like, hmm. John Adams was just something I watched all the time, but I really hadn't watched it in a long time. And I totally forgot about the fucking awesome intro theme song to that show which is so good it's really you go put it on go to youtube play the john adams theme song you'll be like oh i forgot about that that is everybody talks about the game of thrones theme song which is rightfully so an excellent theme but the john adams theme from the 2007 miniseries limited series whatever you want to call it with paul giamatti and laura linney is great david Morse. so good it's such an honest retelling of a completely mythologized time of the american revolution and all that shit you're getting an honest portrayal of how difficult it was and how non like oh <laughs> like that photo at the end of his life that that painting yeah. that was made of the 50th anniversary of the signing of the declaration of independence by that trumbull guy mm-hmm. and yeah in that series at the end john adams is pissed being shown to it when he, right before he dies he's like this is not what it was like at all people were coming and going all the time mm. it was total chaos it wasn't like this it wasn't uh, all pompy and classy yeah. like this so i I still think that uh, there's a lot of problems with the American Revolution and how it's been, uh, it has been mythologized. So I'm glad that the show does a little bit of honesty in that realm. And it's still not enough, frankly, but it's it's a decent effort still. And I enjoyed watching John Adams again. I just Did forgot watch, about it. You know, Paul Giamatti was also nominated for hold, Holdovers. Have you watched Holdovers yet? I need to get access to it. That's the only thing. I haven't had a chance to access that, but... Uh, that will happen because that might be on the best. Is that 2023 technically, right? Still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It just came out. All right. Cool. Uh, oh, last thing. Uh, remember that uh, Coming to America sequel? Nobody oh, yeah. talks about Coming that... to America? Yeah. No one yes. talks about it. It sucked. Horrible. I know. It just. Okay. So, again, it's been a couple of years. It came out in 2021. And everybody in the world would want a sequel to that film. Everybody. I mean, what a. You talk about a universally beloved film across. All cultures across the world. Coming to America is a massive hit from household to household across this country. And <laughs> sequel sucks. 
it's mm-hmm. so bad. And I went back and watched it again just to make sure because I remember like turning it off after 45 minutes when I watched it. Like this was terrible. And you're like, oh my God, Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy together? What a great mm-hmm. idea. Trash, just so trash. It's It's got a few laughs here and there, but mm-hmm. I think it says a lot that nobody talks about it at all. <laughs> and it just came out a couple years ago. Better left unsaid. Oh, yeah, fuck. it is. It's a shame because so. Dolomite is my name. Is laugh out loud yes. hilarious from start to oh, finish, yeah. and that's the same creative team, and they completely yeah. dropped it's the Craig ball. Yeah, it's Craig Brewer. In fact, they did that together. Craig Brewer is the director. Yep. Eddie Murphy's like, let's do this. I think I'm going to do this now, and mm-hmm. it's not the director's fault. I think it's just a bad, poor storytelling. It was Lean- a bad script. You ha- you took the you took a movie and made it about the guy's son, and then made that actor someone no one knows. You know what I mean? Like it was, mm-hmm. uh, the focus yeah. was on the wrong thing, on the wrong character. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was very weird, and that's too bad because I thought Dolomite was great. So hilarious. Would have hoped that would happen, but it didn't, and it still sucks. So don't bother. All right, there you go. That's our quarantine viewing picks. If you want to let us know what you've been watching, cinemanipod at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'd love to hear about it. Now it's time to get into my pick. That's right. My pick for this week is Proof of Life. Proof of Life. Proof of Life. Proof of life. Oh, life. Mrs. Bowman. Mrs. Bowman. It's a guy. Uh, it's a guy. I kept uh, doing that. The British guy, Army? Guy, 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 you were in guy, the guy, British guy. Army? Are you sure? Miss Bowman. Oh, yeah. Miss Bowman. Miss Bowman. It stars Russell Crowe and Meg Ryan. Uh, David Caruso. Good to see David Caruso's red hair. He's not He's not fucking around in this movie. He's no. having a good time. Oh, I feel like he's the reason that we, that we watch this movie because you're a huge Caruso fan, and this is him having a lot of fun. Why, why am I a David Caruso fan? You are the biggest David Caruso fan I know. You've talk you talk about him all the time, and you have for decades. What? What are you yes. talking about? This is absurd. I, I, I'm, I'll wear it, but I feel you like all, the... you, you all you've gone. I mean, other than like I watch Jane. Yeah, I don't know. You're always going on about him. You have I mean, always. I, this, where is this? I need I the historical from. record on this. This one, is our 181st episode. There are 180 episodes you can go back and listen to, and I would bet you bring him up like one out of every three episodes. Or every All right, I want to hear the people, the diehards, listen to the show every week. Cinemanipod@gmail.com. Am I obsessed, or at least too? Oh, do I speak sad. too often of David Caruso? That's what I want. Appropriately, to appropriately. I'm just saying you're a fan. I never label you know myself not, a fan. But I'll take it though. I'll wear it. He's a cool right. guy. I right. love NYPD Blue. Uh, so I picked it, so I'll start. Uh, my memory of seeing this film was, it was 2003. I had just moved to Charleston, so it was kind of 2003, 2004. And uh, these are the blockbuster video days still that were going on. And I was sick. I got strep throat. I remember I went and saw, remember the band Stretch Armstrong? Vaguely. Yeah, they were like a hardcore, t- like. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, I saw him in South Carolina at this place with this girl who was a radio DJ. Her name was Camille. I've never met a Camille. That was the only Camille I've ever known. And uh, we had a great time, went and saw that band, and uh, she gave me strep throat, though, so I was laying in bed for a couple of days, and this is one of the movies I watched, Proof of Life, 2000 Proof film Life. with Russell Crowe. And I remember thinking, this is not bad. I'm enjoying this flick, you know? It's like an interesting story about uh, things that are happening between big, powerful corporations and the people who are trying to make a difference to use those corporations to those means. I remember enjoying it, so there you go. Nobody well, else has a recollection on this one? I owe you an apology. I did what I was just getting on Eric for, except for I didn't know it, that I'd never seen this movie. I, I, when you brought it up last week, I was like, oh, the movie sucks, but I, I'm pretty sure I was thinking of The Devil's Own, which I don't know oh, why. Horrible. Oh, that's terrible. 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 <laughs> it's really bad. Um, no, I've never seen Proof of Life until yesterday. So mm. I got no recollection. Well, I, a strong recollection, but no nostalgia <laughs> for it. Yeah, I rented this immediately when it came out because I was a crow crow file. I was like, anything this guy makes from here on out, I'm there in theaters. And I remember oh! walking out of the theater wondering just how pissed David Morse was at the premiere uh, while watching all of his hard work go to complete waste because of everything else that doesn't involve him. Uh, and then oh. I haven't seen it since this morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah, David Morse is in this. Uh, George Washington himself, Michael. That's right. John Adams, George Washington. Travis, what did you say in the text thread yesterday about David Morse? Kind of. Oh, I said he's typecast as, as the gentle creep. Gentle creep. <laughs> the, gent- the gentle creep. That's him. He's a gentle creep. Yep. Go down the filmography. Gentle creep, gentle creep, gentle creep. Dad, gentle creep. <laughs> yeah, gentle creep, gentle creep, proof, proof of life. Isn't it weird? He has like, (laughs) Travis, isn't it bizarre? He has like 
one scene in the morning show. Like, it feels like they wanted to go with that story more, but then they're like, ah, ah forget it. Because you brought in David Morse to play Reese Witherspoon's dad for a minute, and then it's never really seen again. It's kind of weird. I, to I totally forgot about that. See? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it must yep. have been. Maybe he uh, got busy or something. I don't know. Yeah, a, a thread that they dropped, it sounds like. You know, it, so. it never ceases to amaze me just how huge this man is. Like, I always forget <laughs> until I see him in a scene with regular human beings, and he's like, he'd make a great Galactus, like, like for many reasons. Like, he's just oh. this fucking gigantic dude, powerhouse. I mean, I'll have a lot to talk about for this film, but. Yeah, I love kind eyes. That's what we call him in this household. Kind eyes. We've always called him that because he's got these beautiful, kind eyes. Well, how could I forget? I have to mention this now. Right now, Steve Guile is going apeshit because I haven't even said it yet. But uh, back in the day, <laughs> in the cut, me, me and Steve used to call <laughs> David Morse Craigers Morse because he looked part Craig Kilborn and part Matt Mishka. So we called him Craigers Morse. He also was a Matt Mishka replica in a way when he was younger. But he had the Craig Kilborn and Mishka combo. We called him Craigers Morse. And that's how I remember it. Steve, email the show. Let me know. Cinnamonipod at gmail.com if I forgot that memory in any way. But Craigers Morse. Yeah. Craig Kilborn was popular once upon a time. And he mm. has disappeared from the lexicon of existence. Uh, what about the rating on this one? Uh, is it a total piece of shit? Is it a middle of the road trash? Let's say 6.7. I accidentally saw it, Mike. What are you thinking? Uh, I think we're talking middle of the road trash here, just a 6.3. <laughs> you nailed it. 6.3. I did? That's yeah, two in that's a row. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. You. All yeah, right. that's. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I should be in line with what this movie is. So I, that makes me feel like. Check uh, out that Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> <laughs> ugly. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, boy. Not, no red well, you know, in sight. No red <laughs> I think that's a little... I feel like you're coloring. I'm not. Shading take a, a little look, bit here. Take a look. Proof of Life gets a 39% from the critics. Yowzers. And, uh, not much better. 43 from the crowd. So that's almost universal agreement there on where this movie rates. As far as critical reviews... Boop, 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 boop. How about David Anson of Newsweek? Once upon a time, he said, Neither Crow, Ryan, nor the topical subject keeps proof of life from Boy. feeling recycled. For all the up-to-minute research, the movie still gives off the musty scent of Hollywood contrivance. Hmm. But you know what? Watching it, speaking of research, I could feel, because Tony Gilroy wrote this screenplay. Mm. He did! And I, yeah. and I could feel him like getting into the idea of rebellion and factional factionalization and like you know partisans and all that kind of stuff the stuff that he brings to andor later on i could kind of get some of that vibe in this really glad you said that yep that's an important part here uh peter travers rolling stone didn't say anything he just gave a splat okay great uh <laughs> all right oh hey robert dennerstein okay. of Ooh. the denver rocky mountain news oh he doesn't nobody says anything it's just splats there's no wow this is strange mm. get a lot of uh Red and green. Here we go. Roger Ebert. Okay. I was interested all through the movie. Interested, but not riveted. <laughs> okay. That's our guy. That's about, right. about a lot of sense. movies. Yeah. Uh, West, <laughs> it's like kind of a catch-all, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's one of his, uh, I guess he was busy. Uh, Wesley Morris of the San Francisco Chronicle at the time said, emotionally off kilter. Okay, thanks, Wesley. A lot of reviews on this one. Looking, maybe Destin's going to check in. Be nice. It would be nice. Uh, if you want to hear from the New York Times, we can do that. Stephen Holden, New York Times, said, What ultimately sinks this stylish but heartless film is a flat lead performance by the eternally snippy Meg Ryan. <laughs> you going to blame Meg Ryan for that? Oh. Why not? Lead performance. She has top billing in this, too, but I really feel like it's Russell Crowe's movie. He's, like, the main character, isn't he? It's difficult because they kind of, like, they set up on this couple, right? So, and then it transitions. So I, I can see the argument going either way, I guess. Mm, yeah. Uh, lastly, of course, co-leads. Co-leads. Destin yeah. Thompson checked in from the Washington All right. Post. <laughs> oh, this is Proof of Life isn't a movie. It's an overpriced scrapbook. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well done, Destin. You're here, sir. There's a reason why we love him. So good. <sighs> Rarely does he off. Yeah, so generally people are, it seems like they want to like it, but they end up not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, what's there not to like? I love a good hostage thriller. We got the the ransom money putting together, and and we also get to see the action. And uh, does it take? No, 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 no. It's shot in Ecuador, but once again, we got a fictional <sighs> South American town, so no one gets pissed. Yeah, oh, this fake country Takala, which is <laughs> on, so dude. stupid. You serious right now? <laughs> it really so bothers stupid. you? Yeah, it actually <sighs> really bothers me. Like it's just so, like what you 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 clearly are pretending it's in Colombia. You're clearly <laughs> yeah, pretending right. it's Colombia. Yes, yes. Like just well, you know, gonna upset you know the movie's not gonna be shown in Colombia and that's gonna damage your mm-hmm, international skills. Yep. Come the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes uh, people do this. They even in the newsroom and Aaron Sorkin would make up. Uh, that African Kunadu or something. They, they, I don't yeah. know why they make up these countries, especially when you're trying to deal with like uh, well, real world geopolitical shit. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to have it grounded in like this earthy, real gritty shit, mm-hmm. and, you're, and then you're throwing out this fantasy. And then you brought up Africa. That's another big problem in this movie. They repeatedly refer to Africa. That yeah. time we were in Africa. Remember Africa <laughs> when we were in Africa? I can't believe and then they my daughter Egypt. was buried in Africa. Right. They mentioned (laughs) Egypt as if that's not in Africa. I'm like, what the fuck are you? What is this? Like, I don't know. You're right, though. I mean, they they flirt with this commentary about how, you know, revolutionists can just turn into run of the mill drug runners, but they don't have the balls to make it take place in a real country so they can make a statement. Yeah. So you mentioned Tony Gilroy. He's not the only writer on this. You know, technically, there's three names. So what do you think, Travis? You had to guess? Like, Tony Gilroy didn't have the clout yet, or like he, or maybe he just—it well, was just a difficult situation. Too. He was the executive producer on it as well, so that, that's that's clout. Directed but, by Taylor Hackford, too, like I said last week. Which I mean, this is I think our second Taylor Hackford film. We did Devil's Advocate. I don't think we've done any others, but uh, strong director. I mean, I've always been a fan of his stuff. I think I think he's a strong director. But I think he helps also, this movie. I think he helps this movie quite a bit, and I think he's also one of the directors I can really tell when he doesn't have, I don't want to bash the cinematographer, but he doesn't have Dante Spinati with him. You know what I mean? He doesn't have, like, he he does better when he's got someone that is more focused on lush color, and this is more of a, like, um, movement-driven kind of uh, direction with this. So it's a different kind of style of cinematography, right? There's a lot more movement here as opposed to something like Dolores Claiborne that's just somewhat, you know, just settled in these grays and browns and reds and blues and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh. That makes sense. Well, I, I think, you know, as Eric said, yeah, it was partially shot in Ecuador, but I think there's a lot of lovely views. They, they go into yeah. some, it looks like they're really going into the bush, into this deep into the shit in this movie. I, I feel that part of the movie being like authentic in that respect. Yeah, but that's not the cinematography. That's the location, right? It's not, but there's a lot of beautiful shots, I think. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It's not really. Uh, I guess I see the movie as just kind of being as is, not really uh, plushed up or like made to look more impressive or more gritty. I mean, it could have done that in a way, I guess, with some decisions to use handheld cameras and shit like that too, but I don't, I don't guess the, I guess I don't know. You need green grass on this one? Uh, he's putting the hack in Hackford for me in this one, as far as the oh, direction is wow. concerned. Cinematography, okay, that's not bad, but his direction, awful. Like these lame dissolves between him and his wife when they're t- thinking about each other is fucking laughable. Like his choices here are, are dumb to me. This seems like an absolute scrapbook. Like it seems patched together, and we know it was because this onset relationship made him go into the edit room and try to salvage what he had because he knew audiences were going to be pissed. So we cut out so much of this uh, relationship dynamic and tried to integrate a little better with uh, the the stuff. Good. In, in yeah, I'm glad he did. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Hacker. I'll give him credit think, for that. I think that was partly why I didn't see the movie back in the day was because, and I didn't give a fuck about the marriage of Meg Ryan and Dennis yeah, right. Quaid. I don't give a shit about these people. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I just didn't like the concept. I didn't like the idea of like the 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 plot because I remember that being like basically how it was advertised in yeah. theater that it's a romance action drama. Yep. And with the premise being that the romance is taking place between the hostage's wife and the and the hostage negotiator, and that's just a dumb call. That's exactly right. It, it, the movie would have been significantly better if they'd never kissed. Yeah. Which I love when they kiss in the movie because she looks like she like, oh, shakes her head, looks God. all fucking baffled afterwards. You're like, yeah, that's how we all are feeling right now. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, man, go ahead, Eric. Well, they just, that seems so weird because they shot this big old love scene 
So they actually made make love in the story, but they cut that out, which is why Good. that that's something that would happen if they got into a, a, a you know intimate it got intimate but since we yeah. didn't see that it's just like hey, yeah okay like befuddling but um go ahead mike i try to think what i was gonna say well i th- i think here in that situation they try to set up the challenges that david morse's character david or peter peter bowman sorry mm-hmm. peter and alice they've been around the world they lost this child in africa uh, mm-hmm. And that's been a challenge, and she's not she's not able to get past it. It's a real problem for her, and they're expressing that and making that clear and setting that up. I don't have any problem with that part of it. And then, you know, Peter Bowman's all obsessed with his... Is it a dam they're trying to get done? What are they trying yeah. to get done exactly? Yeah, the environmental dam. effort here? <laughs> it's not anyway, a pipeline! Uh, I don't work on the pipeline! <laughs> that's right! See, Five he's million really, times. Because he's selling himself out in a way, and he knows it, and she knows it, and there's a lot of... I thought he did a good job of setting up the dynamic in that relationship where there's a lot of challenges. So I could see her being emotionally invested with Russell Crowe for, I think we're talking like six months of captivity. Oh. No, right? it's uh, it's about th- Four it months? Tells us three the, months? It tells us the days. I mean, at the end of the film, the last okay, day it's three months. is 124 yeah. days. That's, right. that's, that's when he gets picked mm-hmm. up. Eric, you're pissed about that? You don't think that there's that no they way they're getting into a relationship? Well, I'm not, not saying happening. a relationship. I'm just saying that I didn't know, by the way, first off, that they fucked off camera or they did on camera, but cut it. Uh, I thought the kiss wasn't crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't think it would be crazy. You're emotionally invested in this hardcore experience with people, someone day in and day out. And of course, the sister goes home for a while, too. So that opens up the door. Yeah, it was Pamela Reed. It was so like, funny. Wow. Wow. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to get started. But yeah. that was one of my big complaints. Like, I was baffled by as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, it's months. It's months. Did did Terry, you know, uh, the character played by um, Russell Crowe, did did, this, did Terry quit his job? Yeah. Did he like he, he's just he did. He's, and is he living with her? They're going grocery shopping together. They're mm-hmm. spending every waking moment together. This is part of your job. You have to spend every waking moment together, even though you're only talking to this person yep. once a week on Wednesday nights <laughs> over your ham radio or whatever. Yep. Like, a guy yep. who looks just like a rat. I mean, have you ever seen a guy who looks more like a rat on film? It's incredible. I love it. He's got Marco? those. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that guy. He's, oh, you listen to me, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he's so intense. <laughs> I love that guy. I love their back and forth on the radio. But, yeah. I kind of wish, just to bring, you brought it up, Travis, they give you this hint of this organization, the security organization, an international security organization that Russell Crowe works for, Terry works for, and I kind of wanted like more about that, but he kind of just quits because he was passed over, but they don't really explain it. It's just kind of like thrown to the side. It's, I would, I would have been more interested in that and less of the relationship. He's got a son that he literally goes to see for one minute. Oh, mm-hmm. cut that yep. shit! Yep, one minute. Why? Yeah, why even put it in there? Get, so, go, go, I mean, like the fact that he's got a son back at home makes it more confusing and yep. confounding. Because you're like, what are you doing? I'll tell you like, why they put it in there to make him more vulnerable, so that Alice will be more attracted to him, which is <laughs> fucking stupid. You're good, Eric. You are good. <laughs> I can't argue that point. You're right. Uh, also. Uh, there's a lot of great side characters in this. Uh, the guy who p- runs the oil company, that guy, yeah, yeah. Anthony Heald. Anthony Heald. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy, man. He has probably played an oil executive at least five <laughs> times in a film. Uh, Syriana, this movie. Yeah, he's that's what he does. Doctor Chilton. Yeah, yeah. Quade, Chilton. Quade Carbon is cutting costs. You can't get kidnapped right. when Quade Carbon is cutting costs. You're fucked. <laughs> And that you you do and like again like early Gilroy kind of re, like you're seeing stuff down the line you're seeing a bit of the Michael Clayton stuff yes. too because you the fact that that car uh, uh, what's it called carbon Qantas carbon whatever the fuck it's called quad carbon quad yeah, carbon quad shuts carbon. down and then they just start up another company with yeah. the same people the same bullshit over and over again now they're just like getting away with it yeah like that's that's you know all that all that stuff was so much more interesting than this run-of-the-mill ransom <laughs> yeah. money the fucking dumb bags breaking and they're like these fucking bags suck i'm like oh get us give me a cinch sack we need to get this ransom money together it's dopey also the legend herself margo martindale is in this <gasps> yeah. movie under oh underutilized oh my god always that yep. scene what is she's kidnapped 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 and they like echo it <laughs> 10 times Ponder that guy who plays her husband's also that guy. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. 
Yeah. yeah oh, also, but, uh, Alan Armstrong, Alan Armstrong is in this movie. He's part of like the security syndicate where he meets up. It's that guy's face. You know what I'm talking about? The bald guy with that nose who's in like a lot of, I think he's in a lot of British movies. He is. And I know, um, Michael, what's his name? Michael Byron. It was the other, the old, old man in the security firm. I recognize him, but I didn't yep. recognize the other guy. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun rules. There's a lot of people creeping around and it's yeah. a lot that starts to brew up. And I also <laughs> think that the connection there between them and the neighbors of the, the house is haunted because it was run by drug dealers, the scorpion <laughs> in the pool. Which sounds thing. like they got this location and had to explain the scorpions. So this yep. Travis, you nailed. That's exactly what they did. But I, I think I like about the movie is that when it first kicks off after He's kidnapped. Peter's kidnapped. You have this local guy who is on the take, right? Like the guy with the very tight T-shirt, the black T-shirt, who's setting up the money, and they're going to take all the money. Fernandez, yeah, yeah, Fernandez, right? And she has. That's a cool scene. I like that because you wouldn't know who to trust. You're in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. You're not as familiar with the locals. You could easily be taken advantage of. And that I like that dichotomy of that scene. The scenes like that that make me enjoy this film. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like that. To go back to him getting kidnapped, though, before he's kidnapped, David Morris is driving through this town where there's a parade <laughs> going on and there's people walking everywhere. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he driving like this? Like, it's literally, I mean, it's bizarre. Even like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. Hauling he's ass down a one-way street, pissed at everybody else. And surrounded by hundreds, if not thousands, of people on their feet around him. Like he's like going forty-five miles an hour, zipping by children. I'm like, what are you? What? What is this? Why is this happening? <laughs> Puzzling. What about Kessler? Uh, you guys have fun with Kessler, the crazy, Kessler? Uh, crazy Italian, was the or Frenchman? German. Sorry, crazy German. Oh, he's, he was in the French Foreign Legion, though. Yeah, but still, he was the character was German. So you can be a German and be in the French Foreign Legion? I don't know. Well, you can be Australian and you can be Australian and in the British Army, Mike. What there the fuck? You go. There you All go. right, yeah, SAS, hardcore. Okay, but uh, once they get into the camp, and I want to talk about this part of it—the setting up of this difficulty where the guy who gets too stoned and high all the time he screws up and almost costs them the, the big man. The, yeah, sure. And they, they got this Blanco. back and forth between the two of them, which culminates in Peter Bowman uh, expertly using a handgun and taking him out, no problem. Mm -hmm. After we just had to be shown how to take the take the safety off, then he could handle it. I did right, like yeah, of the, course. the concussive blast made uh, Terry's eyes bleed. I thought that yeah! was kind of cool. Although if you're, was making, if you're making his eyes bleed, that means he's also concussed and probably going to be really confused about what day it is. And that rescue operation will, when it comes so late, will make you long for more of that during the movie. Because I How thought that you... rescue operation, the whole sequence was badass. The way they were organized in tears and shit, it was cool. What are you rolls down the hill? Assault <laughs> rifle. It's actually like good, but it's hilarious at the same time. He's literally like tumbling yeah. like a child. Yeah. It's very deliberate. Hill. It is. Yeah. yeah it's, I can see the comedy there. Cowboys yeah. and yeah, Indians it, it, antics it on the sense. set. Caruso just Caruso livens it up. All right. I guess I'll be the Caruso lover here, but uh, he livens you. it up. I love up. David Caruso. He's fun. He was great in this movie. He brought like. I don't know, uh, some levity to situations, but he felt like even though he was like that, he was that cocky, like he really believed in himself and he got the job done. He was just yeah. like that kind of guy that I would never be. <laughs> we got a solid opening that, that promises a thrill ride. And then we got this last 20 minutes. That's a lot of fun. What's going on in the middle here? Like, <laughs> like right off the bat, like, I'm sorry, dude. Mike, I know you, we're going to talk pre and post in the cut Meg Ryan, but this... First of all, I think this is the la the final performance of Meg Ryan's face before all the plastic surgery. But not just that. Like This is like the Nicole Kidman school of acting here. I'm not buying any of this conversation with her and David Morris with her and the cigarettes. It's total Hollywood smoking. It's, this this is off. This casting is off for me. It doesn't work. Wait. Are you know. sure you're not putting your own projections of what you think she is? Yeah, she's America's sweetheart. She's still... But she's not. Absolutely. She did the doors in '91. The doors, she, that was, I mean, she played a very drugged out, uh, sexually liberated woman quite well in that movie, even if you hate the movie. And when I say she's not America's sweetheart, I mean, that's no one is. There's no America's sweetheart. There's just whoever we, you know, well, uh, project I mean, onto for, for a period of time. Okay, yeah, she's but I mean, been like, in a lot in of romantic comedies, so she's like a type. Yes, I, I agree. But I'm, I'm saying, like, so has, so has Julia Roberts, and we know that she has a hard edge to her that she can show. And oh, it's yeah. She's a better actress. 
Well, yeah, she is a better actress. Okay. Oh, wow. You're coming uh, hard on Meg Ryan here. I think she's a great, excellent actress. I'm, I mean, she's not the, she's not a Helen Mirren type, obviously, but she's someone who- I guess I'm just I'd not never... buying this vulnerable, like, quote unquote, hippie type. She just comes off like she just got out of bed, looks like she always has to throw up, and is delivering the lines limply. I feel bad because I feel like this was I mean, between her um, her marriage going belly up and this being a huge flop. It, it did really seem like it was, Hollywood was like, oh, you're 40 now. Fuck off. Bye. Uh, and, yeah. and, and we didn't really get much more of her since. And, I'm not, not, and things have kind of changed since then. Um, but like there is. Yeah, I, I, I always liked her. I always liked her. What about fucking Hurley Burley? That was two years prior to this. She plays, yeah. a, I mean, she killed that role. Not a sweetheart. So, yeah, I mean, she's raw in that movie. It's and I comedy. love that. It's a comedy. I'm just not believing it is a this comedy. dramatic performance. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I see that part of it. So you look at it, Proof of Life 2000, Kate and Leopold the next year, and then In the Cut, No. 3. And then it's just like way off the rails from there. It's just like, okay. Yeah. She didn't work for four years. So, hmm. um but it I, isn't her best performance. I do have to agree with that. It's not great writing either. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. the characters, the character is like, I mean, you're, you're portraying a character who's either arguing with her husband or like tense and like worried and scared. So it's like, there's not a lot of like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's always kind of, kind of high end and, and it's just not pleasant to be around. It's not the character. Yeah. She gets to check out Russell Crowe's muscles, share his beer let him touch her knee. It's just this whole character. I, I don't like it. I don't like it's it. It's not Meg Ryan's fault, though. Uh, okay, well, it's, in the end, you are responsible for your performance, but your character's motivations and designed by the script are not your fault. So I think what I mean to say here is that if you were to assume a couple, which they have been, they've been living abroad for a long time, right? Was that eight years. We're, yeah. we're to assume yeah. that, right? Yeah. It said eight like, years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so... To assume that means that it implies to me that there is a certain uh, sense of an ability to live on the edge a little bit, live a little more dangerously. Like, I mean, they're not going to like tourist resorts every time they're traveling either. They're trying to do real meaningful changes, I assume, in the situations they were living at prior. So the character implies to me someone who should have been a little bit stronger than she comes off as with a lot of these, as you said, Eric, like kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, like she seems all over the place and kind of, uh, ineffectual Rapid. at times and that's not I wouldn't get that from that character so that's not her fault but it is it's a combination of the the script and the direction of the whole thing coming together where it's like yeah it kind of just doesn't do it I, I think that's fair hmm. and I think there's also there's things written about her that are just like it makes it okay so for instance she's waiting for her husband who she's been waiting for for months to get off the off the helicopter he steps off the helicopter there's a dude who she knows has he's had bloody feet you know where i'm going with this he's had bloody feet the picture she said now he's got some sort of like wrapped up thing around his calf from where he got punctured by this booby trap and she stands there and makes him come to her <laughs> until the last like step or two i'm like what are you doing like run to your <laughs> and then yeah. uh wait a minute i'll be back like you would <laughs> yeah you're right uh, that's not her back. fault oh all right <laughs> It's just it's like they're designed to make us dislike this character. I do yeah. like Russell Crowe in the movie. Like I, he, he doesn't do that much. Like that's how compelling this guy is. Like I, I, I miss these kind of Russell Crowe roles. I don't. I, I love. I fucking love Unhinged, but I do miss these leading, romantic leading man roles because uh, he's just so charismatic and compelling. I love Russell. In fact, is this the first appearance of Russell Crowe on this show? No. Ha I think it? it is. Like in the As film a, that we're spotlighting? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Actually, I think it is. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We, wow. I mean, this is the same year as Gladiator, so this is really a footnote because Gladiator was such a yeah powerhouse. I've got a great... <laughs> uh, Dude, I was thinking about making a movie. This is, you know, this not apropos for the show, but he would be great in this true story that I was just reading about the other day, and it could be his comeback role. I'll, I'll text you about it later. Ooh, okay, right. I'd like to hear about that. Uh, one example I wanted to bring to the jury here about dynamics of challenging relationships when there's people you love and people you yeah. meet who you are attracted okay. to. The same year, or the year after, right? Castaway came out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Castaway did a much, much better job, in my opinion, of diving into the difficulties and the challenges of 
being with someone you love and then being separated from them for a while <laughs> and then like wanting to be with him again. Like it was just more authentic. I thought oh what was going God. on with Helen Hunt's character. Yes, he's uh, Tom Hanks is on an island for four years. Spoiler alert. Yeah, she thought but, he was dead, so it was more forgivable too. This yeah, is that's the funniest true too. part. It's not a, I'm so yeah. glad you brought this up because I laughed out loud. You got one scene where David Morse starts looking back at his life and the way things have been going for the past few years. He starts crying, thinking about how much he really does love his wife and he wants to make it work. The very next scene, she's making out with the hostage negotiator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, risking his life to get his shirt, not because he wants his shirt, but because he wants that picture of, of her so he can cuddle up <sighs> against it. Oh, Camisa! Man. Also, can we just take a moment to acknowledge the man's fingernails? Ooh, yeah. Right? Yeah, did he you see those gloves? Fuck out. You, you know did. that for months this guy was walking around like I I can't shave, I can't bathe, I can't do anything that I would that they wouldn't let a hostage do. I bet he stank. I bet he stank yeah. for the whole shoot. <laughs> I bet there's nothing that rings false with that. You're right. That's not really any additional costuming or makeup design. You're right. That's yeah, okay. he Went into the part. Good for you, David Morris. I, oh, I yeah. buy everything about the performance, David Morris. Yeah, I don't have anything wrong with your performance. Best performance yeah, of the film. He's fantastic in it. Uh, I think Russell Crowe is understated, but I think he's excellent too. But yeah, I, I won't pick. I won't pick a fight about that. So. Uh, was there any cool music in this movie? Yes. <laughs> the, Van, the Van Morrison outro with the awesome fucking aerial shots of of Quito. I'm assuming mm. uh, that was. Awesome. I mean, great era of Van Morrison. Great song choice with I'll Be Your Lover, too. Uh, and it's, it's just like such a meditation. It's just so like, oh, it's not what the song you would expect for them to end with. I thought it was really powerful. This Danny, why is this a Danny Elfman score? This is like oh, Redbox yeah. action movie score. <laughs> and it's Danny Elfman? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It didn't sound anything. I mean, it's not. Like, no. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't know that yeah. at all. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was, it was it was dead presidents kind of uh and not not uh you know Tim Burton he Danny Elfman because there's the, the there's two Danny Elfmans there's, yeah. there's like I'm going to do the shit you expect and I'm going to do the generic shit that just gets me a paycheck whatever and by the way he's like all roided out now and uh, he's got issues by the way Danny so. Elfman is yeah, look up, Google a picture of him now it's bizarre yeah, yeah. He looks like a he's fucking not a pretty man scary. he looks like he looks like um he looks like fucking Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Like, he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Not complimentary. No. no well, well but it's Bridget Fonda, accurate. after that happened, you, you know, he can't Oh, boy. What? Yeah. Well, tough times. Yeah. So. Like Russell Crowe, people, we gain weight, you know? We get heavier. Uh, mm -hmm. Gerard Depardieu style. So. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. Um, what else is standing out to us here? Uh, the overall tale they're telling, I forget the relationship, but do we all three of us agree that maybe it wasn't done well, but the setting up of the various factions with the corporate influence, et cetera, in a, you know, South American country, of course, a fake one, mm -hmm. assume, which is Colombia. I, I dug that part of the film. I, I thought uh, that always brings me into it I, I wish there was more of it uh kind of but there's not much more we need like you've got a guy who works for the state army the national army but he's also running this faction on the side as a negotiator etc like yeah. like the fact that he was able to seek him out at this big uh poppy military parade thingy uh that's pretty hard to do that, that kind of lost me a little bit but i guess mm -hmm. if he did do the groundwork maybe he was be able to use his network of sources to find out who that guy really was. But I thought it was a big break and a little bit lucky, but they got to move the movie along. So, oh, well. There was a few moments like that where there's like these, they're like montages, but they weren't necessarily musically driven montages. Yeah. And and, the, and there'd be dialogue, perhaps like the whole scene where the maid comes in and she recognizes the voice, like mm -hmm. clearly recognizes the voice. It's like buried in the middle of this weird montage. Lots of Megan, Meg Ryan kind of wandering back and forth while he's talking to the guy. <laughs> like That gets pretty dull mm. pretty quick. I'm starting to be like, okay, so this is like radio, the movie. That's, that's all that's happening for a good chunk in the middle. White noise, dude. Mm -hmm. mm. But better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I'm loving all like the intricacies that they at least attempt in terms of how this would really happen. Like, uh, like I love how they the politics of how much he'd be worth and and 
whether or yes. not they can rely on mm-hmm. and trust the the terrorists and stuff. I love all that. It, I mean, it makes me would I, I would be interested in like proof of life the series where like it was about this guy's job and like every episode we got like a new yeah. assignment. That would be awesome because the stuff yeah, they do in this movie th- that works and it's fun. It's fucking, you can do an anthology. Could, yeah, yeah, that's a good anthology idea, Eric. I like it. And to specify, you were referring to the 2005 Michael Keaton white noise. Sorry, that's to back correct. up. Okay, so was I. <laughs> not the not the new good one. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's different. I didn't think that was good either, but that's near. I liked it. Mm, either here nor there. It's not. Oh, anything else? <laughs> Check your notes. All right. All right. Now I've checked well, them. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Proof of Life was chosen by me. Uh, I had a longing for it. Uh, I had watched it and enjoyed it. And I guess for me, it's just, it'll have that damn, it's what we talk about all the time here. That's what American culture is built on, nostalgia. So if you're in American pop culture, it's all about nostalgia and Proof of Life is nostalgic enough for me now. The movie's 24 years old this year. And I think Russell Crowe's performance is really, really excellent. I'm not, I love Russell Crowe, I do. I've always enjoyed his work. But in this role, he's not trying to be more than he needs to be, which I think gives more credit to the performance because he's not mailing it in. He's not. He's putting on a guy who is very disciplined, right? He's very reserved and disciplined. That's his job. So he expresses that beautifully. And I I give him full credit for that. Mm -hmm. Meg Ryan, uneven performance. That's fair. Uh, Pamela Reed, whenever she's on screen in any movie, I I get kind of annoyed. And it's not for any... I'm not sure what it is, but like she... Gets under my skin, and that's a good thing. That means she can act, but like usually she gets a lot of these roles where she does get under my skin, and I don't know, I don't love it. But you look around, and I see a lot of people put together an effort with heavy, heavy effort that somehow got split up, torn apart, and wrapped up again and forced. It's classic, it's another situation somehow, despite the People with the reps on this film, like Taylor Hackford and what Russell Crowe had become at that point, right before, I mean, it's a gladiator year, but Russell Crowe was, he had done the inside of the year before. He was mm-hmm. a very well-respected That's actor. And Meg Ryan speaks for herself. So there's a lot of people here with clout. So maybe there was too many egos here where things got a little bit diverted from what could have been an even better film that was tackling a subject that I think a lot of people want to know more about or would have wanted to know more about. So it's got a hold up for me, but that's just because... I like throwing it on. And I'll definitely throw it on again and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's nice. Yeah, man. Uh, look at the poster. <laughs> look, look at the poster. I remember this fucking poster. We got Russell Crowe, like, rushing Meg Ryan through this explosion. Fucking is an afterthought in the movie. He literally is like, oh, don't worry. That's got nothing to do with us. And like it, it's, it just for me that sums up everything. It's a just marketing ploy to get asses in seats to have Russell Crowe kiss Meg Ryan, and this whole the rest of the story is just fucking dull. It, it, there's no clear direction. There's no clear message here. Um, it, we have an opportunity to have a, a really solid platonic relationship in this situation between these two characters and they take the easy way out and try mm-hmm. to force this lame romance on me and it's not working test audiences were pissed that's why they had to get the sex scene out of there and they had to finagle everything so it's more evenly balanced but it's just a fucking haphazard goddamn mess hated the film love russell crowe's performance david morris does the best he can that's why i still say that he's he had to have been like god damn it i'm, I'm so good in it but it sucks. <laughs> this doesn't hold up, man. Uh, this is a terrible film. <laughs> you never hold back, and I don't. And I don't disagree with much of what you say. Mm. I think that you're. I think you make a lot of really salient points. Uh, I'd never seen the film before, so I can't really say does it hold up because I got no frame of reference. But I'm going to give it a pass. I'm going to say that I was entertained by. It. I was interested in it, as uh, as our boy Ebe said at the beginning. It, it kept my attention. You, you know, I didn't. I, I don't. I wasn't riveted, but I was interested. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of flaws, as you say. There's a lot of flaws. Not a great film. 
uh, not something I'm going to rush to return to. And if this was my second time watching it, I'd probably say that it didn't hold up. But since it was my first time watching it, I'm going to say it's worth the watch. I was hmm. entertained. Mostly for, I, I, the strongest points are the David Morse stuff. All, all that's happening to him reminded me a bit of Rescue Dawn in a good way. Oh, and, um, yeah. you know, yeah. th- there should have been should have been more of the focus on him, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a lot of things. I think that uh, I think that had not the script been bungled, bungled from the beginning by having the romantic angle um, that the movie would have been a lot stronger because they wouldn't have had to try and fix all that. But I think also like if they made the movie now, I don't know that Hollywood is as quite as hung up on romantic relationships as the way as much as they were at that time. Like at that time they were like, you're going to, I can just hear the producer mm-hmm. be like, you're going to have Russell Crowe mm-hmm. and Meg Ryan in the movie. They're not going to fuck. There you, like, go. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there you go. I could just, I could just, you know, and the things have changed a little bit now. So <laughs> this one could almost stand to be remade. Set it in Columbia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthology series. We're putting it out there right now. That's Eric's idea. Let's go. Yeah. So there we go. Two holds up, but one kind of barely. Fair. Uh, Travis, Tony Gilroy being behind this, does that have anything to do with it for you? Not that he crushed it, but uh, well, what we yeah, know him that, to be. That is some of the other stronger points is the the stuff that's allude, that I already kind of referenced, the stuff that he's alluding to about the corporations and um, that kind of stuff, the, the, the partisan uh, stuff happening with the ELT and all that. I, yeah, there's there's there is some good stuff here that didn't yeah. quite translate, but uh, there were some valiant efforts at filmmaking that Fell a little short, but worth the view. K and R insurance. I could use a nice Tony Gilroy scene with the insurance agent trying to explain away this uh, lost insurance <laughs> policy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Proof of life for two thousand. Check it Boy. out. Boy. Uh, there. I can't remember this. Uh, Aaron, you listen to our show sometimes. Uh, please remind me what it is. There's two words you can say. They're just two regular English words, and if you say them together. They sound Australian naturally, but I can't remember what they were. It was something like, like, night light, night light, right knife, light light knife, life night. Anyways, let me know. Uh, next week, we're going to go back to the drawing board. And Travis, you have control of that board. I do. I've got two movies I've been bouncing around in my mind for months. Mm. Months and months. They're from the same era, but I'll give you guys the option. Uh, you feel more like a comedy or a straightforward action? Straightforward comedy, Ooh. straightforward action. I think we're due for a comedy. I mean. <sighs> I knew you were going to say that, Mike. Well, we're due. Eric, you feeling action? Absolutely, man. He's on an action kick. We did Universal hand. Soldier the week before. We haven't yeah. done a comedy in a minute. I'm just saying. Well, Ben and June was a comedy. Dramedy. Yeah, you just did a comedy. Uh, uh, so say you. I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> All right. We'll do the comedy. Um, we're going to go back to 2010. I'm a little worried there won't, might not be a ton to say about it. Which is oh, well, let's do the other one then. If there's more to say, fuck it. Who cares? Well, it's hard to say, you know, until you actually do the movie. That's right. This is the risk you're taking. Eh, let's do it. Uh, I'll pick the other one another time. Yeah, we're going to go back to 2010. John Cusack comedy, Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, Hot Tub Time Machine? Hot Tub Time Machine. That's what we're going to do for a long time. Hot Tub Time Machine. And see oh, if it holds up. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is we're going back to a little more modern times. We've been in the nineties for a while, so well, we went to two thousand. That was although that's really like an end of a nineties year. But <laughs> yeah, twenty ten. All right, yeah, cool. Hot to time machine. We'll be there doing the show. Cinema iPod gmail.com, five star review, subscribe, blah blah blah. Uh send us in your thoughts. You know, if you listen to the any of the old shows, we got 180 other shows, mm. including this one for 181, and we're closing in on 200 this year. So thanks for being here. You guys are the best. For Eric Travis, I'm Michael. Bye-bye. We gotta prep that LZ. Don't make me wait, caballeros. Snap.